You're smart, you're motivated. You wanna do something big. You're on the verge of being a young boss and we're gonna help you get there. I'm your host, Isabel Garino, and welcome to the Young Boss Podcast where youth is your power. Today, I am super excited to welcome Anne-Marie Coffey to the Young Boss Podcast. Anne-Marie is the COO of Sharper Business Solutions, which provides executive-level services to C-suite individuals and corporations across a multitude of industries, from events, talent, marketing, and publishing, all the way to consulting and education. There really isn't anything you don't have your hands in, I feel like. Anne-Marie flew in all the way from the Midwest, and she's here with us today, and I'm so excited you made this trip. So let's get into it. Welcome. (laughs) Happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you find yourself as the COO of this incredible company? All right. So like you said, I'm Anne-Marie Coffey. I have a cool last name. (laughs) Um, No, I am 24 years old. I started out as a registered nurse. Well, I went to college, obviously. Um, went to college to be a registered nurse, worked as a, for a year in a COVID unit, Yeah, came burnt out very quickly. Yeah, um, I went to my parents because that's what else do I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> they asked me to come on with them. I traveled, me and my husband traveled with them for an entire year, going to different companies and learning how Sharper works. From there, I became operations manager. I ran some meetings for clients. Um, and then I had a baby and then I became the COO because we had a big missing piece in our company. I love it. That's a very fast jump up. So in your career as a nurse, and now you're the COO, what drew you to nursing initially? I can't remember a time that I didn't want to be a nurse. Oh, really? Yes. My, I just always like, well, I guess I could say I wanted to be a vet and then vet wanted to take care of animals. And I really <laughs> wanted to take care of people. Um, but my dad, he got sick. He had Lyme disease. It took him a year to get diagnosed. Nobody knew what was wrong with him. Wow. People called him crazy. He wasn't. <laughs> he was just sick. Um, so he had late-term Lyme disease. Um, from there, I helped my mom take care of him day by day. He was didn't work, nothing. We had to take oh care of him. Gosh. So from there, I still, my passion for nursing just grew. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why I became a nurse. But, that's awesome. Yeah. And then COVID, I mean, I have tons of friends who are nurses, and they got completely burnt out. So I feel like that's yeah. so valid. And it was just like hard. Yeah. It was a lot of hard work on yeah. you guys. So, so then you made the big switch. Mm-hmm. And... Did your parents give you any hesitation to come work for them? Or were they like, we'll make it work. We'll find a seat on the bus. We'll make something happen. No, my parents have always been supportive of me. They put me through college as a nurse. They believed in me then. And then they believed in me when I didn't want to be a nurse as well. That's good. So one of their biggest core values is belief. So whatever they want to do, they support me. So, um, I mean, obviously, if it's dumb, they're going to tell me it's dumb. But, (laughs) yes, they very much support me, brought me into the company and opened their arms for when I was struggling in a really bad time. Yeah. Myself, but yeah, that's awesome. And did did they ever give you like when you said you wanted to go to nursing? Were they like, no, come join us, like work for us? Well, when I wanted to go into nursing, Sharper was a baby company. Okay. So 2016 is when Sharper started. I graduated high school 2017, summer high school. I went to CNA school, and then then went I went there. to nursing school. Yeah. So yeah, they, they didn't pressure me into not going into nursing because they didn't know where Sharper would be. Yeah. Where it is now. Yeah. So. They supported me with whatever I wanted to do. That makes sense yeah. then. I know I always think about that because obviously we're a family business as well and I didn't grow up in it. Mm-hmm. But then people always ask me like, oh, did your parents like pressure you? And I'm like, not at all. Like it was totally just like, um, it, it, I was like, can I come work for you? So you had the same situation where you're like, can I come work yes. for you? Like, yes. you know, do you think working with family makes 
um, business easier or harder? It's, there's pros and cons to <laughs> Tell it. Tell me. <laughs> uh, I'll just give an example. My brother, he's sales manager. Yeah. Or he's chief growth officer, actually. So he's on the C-level team with me. Okay. But I'm also operations, and I make sure our clients are happy. I make sure the sale was done correctly. So yeah. from there, I have to get on to him sometimes, and that's not the funnest because, I mean, not the best. I've always been a protector of my brother. Like, yeah. don't don't be mean to him or you're going to have me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's hard for me to get on to him. Conflict within family is I'm not good at conflict, but yeah. I have had to learn with, as my role, you have to deal with it as a part of being a COO. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. And then like our di- family dinners will turn into business dinners. Yes. <laughs> That's mostly my fault. My parents would say, um, <laughs> please stop talking about work, but I'm like, I need this answered now. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, we have to set boundaries within our family when to talk about business, when not to, um, I would say there's pros and cons. The pros is I trust everyone in my family. Mm. Um, it's it's fun actually. Like yeah. I talk to my brother every single day. Me and my brother fought every single day when we were, were lived at home together. Yeah. So now that we work together, I feel like he's become one of my best friends. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's fun pros and cons. And like I work very closely with my husband. We work from home together. So yes. yeah, I love it. But there is conflict arise, and that's not the fun part. <laughs> I agree with that. I feel like with my siblings, it's been a lot of. So we had to learn to not carry stuff over from our childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys do oh, that, yeah. but like my sister would be like, you are someone who just comes in and like messes up a place. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I would leave things array in the office, she'd be like, you always do that. And I'm like, I don't always do this. Mm-hmm. I, I had five minutes to set up the office. Like I just threw it in. I was going to come back. Yep. And she's like, no, you're, you, you know, and it mm-hmm. becomes this history thing yep. instead of what it actually is, where it's like, I was coming back. I had 10 minutes. I just threw it there because I was going to come back. Do you and your brother ever like hold past behaviors against each other? Yes, totally. (laughs) So me and my brother, like I said, we fought a lot when we were younger. There was this time, I don't remember even what we were fighting about. He basically threw a brush at me and I was so mad. I was like, you do not hit women and all this stuff. So anytime like I hear him talking rude, I will come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to be kind and we're not going to disrespect women. <laughs> but yeah, there's times when you bring up the past and it's, it never goes over. No. Well. And he'll for sure. Like you used to tell on me for this and this, that's not how it is anymore. Okay. I'm actually your boss now. So yeah. no. to be a nurse, you obviously have to be super empathetic and selfless. How did that experience influence, you know, running a business now? Do you kind of take those lessons that you learned into what you do now? Yeah. So as a nurse, you, like, like you said, you do have to be very empathetic, um, caring, Doing that, I probably came burnt out as a nurse when I was always being nice to people who were being rude back to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not always, but there was probably every other shift, there's someone that's not happy. Well, mm-hmm. But I get it. They're going through a hard time. They're the sickest they've ever been. Um, yeah. They're going through COVID. They don't know what that is. Um, so my job was I have to be nice to you no matter what. Yeah. But there also were times where I had to learn how to advocate for myself and say, you know, you're not going to talk to me that way or... We have to stand up for ourselves. And I do encourage that within our company. I like to give my employees the benefit of the doubt and show them kindness. Like I say, kindness is very powerful. Um, I do want the employees, my clients to know, like, please come to me if there's an issue and we'll figure it out. Like, I'm not going to get down your throat. It's not my job. It's my job is to figure it out. And whether you have to be written up, I'm not going to do it in a mean manner. I'll do it very kindly. Right. And the same with the clients. Like I said, I ran meetings for clients for a long time. Um, When I ran those meetings, 
I had to hold them accountable. And doing that, you can be very rude holding someone. Why didn't you do your job and yell at them? No, that's not me. I would just, like one time, um, one of my clients said to me, he said, that was the nicest shut up I've ever heard. <laughs> so, yes, you can tell someone to shut up and be very nice. Okay. But, yes, I in our company, I do still like to keep the empathy. But I also like to, or like, like I said, I run a team of 15 we have 15 employees, I believe. Yeah. Um, a lot of them run meetings for companies. Mm. When they do that, I do tell them, you don't let someone talk down to you. You are there to hold your position and stand up for yourself. They, you're not their employee. You're there to hold them accountable. So yeah, you keep you stand up for yourself. You advocate for yourself. If there's something wrong within the company, come to me. Yeah. I'm not going to let someone harass you. Not yeah. that we've ever had that issue. But right. I do like them to know this is a safe place. And even if it's in your home, there's something going on in your home, come to me. A lot of people say, leave your work at home. Uh Well, we all work from home. It's not like you can't do that. And it is most family. So no, we can't just leave our work from home. If someone needs a mental health day, tell me, please, you can take your mental health day. Um, So yeah, I do like to bring what I learned in nursing, how to be empathetic, but also to stand up for yourself over into the business. That's awesome. And I do think that, so obviously your business is so incredible because you really take companies from solopreneurs or disorganization, just starting out to launching into being big time, right? Having more employees and more organization. And really that's what you guys are known for is, you know, that, that jump and helping people lead that. So it is interesting because I know that there's a lot of, um, emotions that are involved when a CEO is being told to like, let go and delegate and elevate. (laughs) And you're probably dealing with a lot of people who have a lot of like, no, my way or the highway or just strong opinions Mm -hmm. on what they think should be happening. And so it's good that you give your team like the ability and the knowledge to say like, I'm not going to be mad at you Mm -hmm. if you stand up for yourself. And I'm not going to be mad at you if you're like, I just need a moment Mm -hmm. because it's a lot that you guys handle. Um, so that's pretty good. I, I, I applaud you for that. What makes you unique as a leader? Um, I would say, like I said, you know, I'm a new COO. I've been eight months now. I think I've been the COO. So I'm learning every single day. Um, conflict is one thing that I'm learning how to deal with. (laughs) Um, I don't love it, but my, I feel like unique, as I stated earlier, I like to lead with empathy. I like to make sure I'm putting myself in other people's shoes and, understand what they're going through mm. before I just assume that they were in the wrong. Yeah. Obviously there's times where I've had to write up an employee because they didn't do their job correctly. Yeah. But we also had employees who've gone through divorces and I didn't know that they didn't tell me that. Mm. So therefore if they had a bad day, I can't just automatically assume, yeah, you're fired because you, you messed mm. up. Yeah. But I do. Yeah. I like to lead with empathy. And I, like I said, I encourage you to talk to me if you need it or take time if you need it. Yeah. Um, and I do like to hold them accountable too. Like we track KPIs, we make yeah. sure you're doing your job correctly. And they all know that, but they also know like if you're having a bad day and I mess up, you're not, it's not the end of the world. We're just going right. to talk about it and fix the issue. Right. Like we'll be forgiving and yes. understanding, but gathering that knowledge before you have that harsh conversation, yes. just to be like, what's going on? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can always be good. Okay. Um, I heard that you are not a type A personality. <laughs> And in being a COO or even dealing with C-level execs, I feel like so many people are kind of that way. How do you deal with that? Well, I will say, I think I used to be a type A personality. Like if something needed to be done, it needs to get done right away. Like we're not waiting. If a client sends me an email, I'm going to respond. When I was a nurse, if my patient needed medication, I give it 
like it's not late. Um, yeah. If the patient put on a call, I, I will be there right away. So in school, I never put my books down. So I, I feel like I used to be that way. Yeah. As a mom, you can't. Mm. <laughs> I have a son who likes to yell, like he screams and I can't tell him to be quiet. He's a baby. Yeah. So, and I, you can't control them either. They don't know what no means. They don't know what yes means. <laughs> so I think becoming a mom, I have learned to like calm down in a sense and understand that people can wait. <laughs> like yeah. I don't need to respond to that email right away. Yeah. But the thing is I do manage people who are type A personalities. So right. I have one employee. She did not take one PTO day last year. If you don't take your PTO, it doesn't roll over. That's our policy. So she said, December, I'm going to take all my PTO. And I'm like, but she's very good at her job. So, and I, don't want to lose her. She's been with us since 2016. So I am not going to say, I mean, yes, I can say, no, you can't take your PTO, but yes, she earned it. She really did. She worked hard that whole year. Yeah. So with her, she's a type of personality. She's a go-getter. She's like, I'm not going to take a break. I encourage her, please take your PTO. I sent her an email two days ago. Please take your PTO. You have 24 days. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, managing her. And then there's People like my dad, he yeah. is a visionary. He is yeah. very strong, enthusiastic. He calls it passionate. He calls he, it passion. <laughs> he calls it passion when he's being loud. But no, I agree. It is passion. He does care for our company. Yeah. I used to fight back, like saying, mm. no, we're not doing it that way. But learning to be or becoming the integrator or the COO, it's my job to take his vision and execute it. Yeah. So Doing that, I have learned to just to calm down. And yeah. I'm, being a mom has taught me that as well. To calm down, listen, take it in, accept the change, and move forward. I would say, no, I'm not a type A personality anymore. I'm like I'm not lazy, but I will get the job done, but I'll do it within, it doesn't need to be done right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, like I said, there's times when it does, like if there's an emergency, I got a call at 6 o'clock this morning of a client emergency. It had to be taken care of right away. So yeah. there. There is time where I come back into that, but managing type A's, I think we butt heads sometimes mm -hmm. because I used to be like that and sometimes I still can be. Um, but I do appreciate people who are very go-getters, but you have to learn to set boundaries and like take time for your family, take your PTO. Um, and me being the integrator or the COO, I have to learn how to communicate with a type A person like my dad. I have to show him all they want is quick, concise, to the point, Show me the numbers, show me results, and they love to solve problems too. Yeah. So hand them a problem, they'll be busy for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, it's Isabel. Subscribe to the Young Boss Podcast if you're ready to take your career to the next level. It's really that easy. Now back to the show. I think that's really interesting because um, I've been noticing that people treat emails like they're text messages. Mm -hmm. Like a text message was created to be a quick, short, like, I need you now, right? Like that beeper message back mm -hmm. in the day, like we didn't have beepers, we're too young, but you know, <laughs> like our parents did probably, but it was that like, it's an emergency, mm -hmm. right? A text is like, I want you to respond right away. Yep. But an email was meant to be answered mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, nine to five. Yep. And if it's sent at five Oh five, it's not meant to be answered yep. <laughs> until 9am the next day or in the order it was received in my inbox. But nowadays we treat emails like text messages yep. and we expect people to respond right away. And I think sometimes we have to remember, like, if you want that response, then text people, mm -hmm. but also there are boundaries. Yep. And I do think that's a big difference between older people and like Gen Z and millennials mm -hmm. who are very much like, no, I'm protecting my space and myself and I have boundaries, right? Yeah. And baby boomers and even sometimes Gen Xers are just like, 
nope, that doesn't exist. Like if I need you, I need you now. And so I know you also deal with a lot of older people than you. And so how do you deal with like clients or your own staff who's older than you? And there's that generational gap of saying like, the way I operate is a little different. (laughs) I will give an, like how you said the text is meant to be texted fast or you're supposed to respond respond fast. fast. Yeah. Um, I, I learned my lesson with that one time. My, I deal with a lot of coaches because they coach for us. Um, I texted him on a Sunday. It wasn't an emergency, but I need, I wanted an answer. Like I said, I used to be that type of person. Like, please get it done right now if it needs to get done. Yeah. Um, I texted him. I was like, hey, I need this taken care of. Or can you answer this question? He's like, it's a Sunday. I'll respond to you tomorrow. I was like, oh, okay. So like a part of me, I'm like, I'm kind of offended. But I'm like, I do agree. He has like five kids. So okay. take your Sunday, spend your time with your kids. So at that point, I, I learned my lesson from him saying yeah. like, yeah, I don't need to text someone on a Sunday. If someone texts me on a Sunday, I'm not responding to you. So mm. I, but I used to be the type of person, yeah, I'll respond to you. But now I need to take my time for my family, for my husband to clean my house. Yeah. But yeah, what was the rest of your question? <laughs> Working with people who yeah. are older. Yeah. yeah. So I do, let me think. I think there's two people under me who is younger than me. It'd be my brother and his wife. Okay, so everybody's <laughs> yes. older. Wow. Yes. Everybody is older. All the people who moderate meetings for me, all the coaches are older. My marketing, obviously my parents, they're older than me, but yes, everybody is older than me. So it can be kind of awkward. Like yeah. if you don't make a mistake in your job, I come in and say, Hey, we gotta, I gotta write you up. It's very awkward. Or yeah. if I have to let someone go, I, I had to let, I think she was like 45 years old. She just wasn't meeting we gave her so many pips and like saying, Hey, you got to improve on this, improve on this. She still wasn't. So it came, that was my first person I've ever let go. So it came time to it. And yes, it was very awkward. She yeah. handled it well. Like she didn't get mad at me, but I do have another employee on our team who doesn't handle me telling her what to do well. Okay. Or she didn't. I, I would say she didn't. She does now. Um, but I had to earn their respect. They had been there longer than me. I, maybe it looks like I was handed my position and I'm not saying maybe I wasn't handed my position. My dad is the owner of the company. Um, so it can definitely look like that, yeah. but I had to earn a respect. I had to show that I can get results in our company doing it the way I want to do it and execute, executing my visionary's vision and everything. And so now that worked out, I just had to earn their trust. Like yeah. she was in my family, so she doesn't know me as well as my whole family does. Yeah. Um, we are a family company, like I said, but we do have employees who aren't. So yeah, I just... I had to earn their trust. I think now I don't have any issues. Um, we have a very strong team at the at this moment. Um, yeah, and for now, hopefully there's no more issues. But yeah, I believe <laughs> I've earned everyone's trust. And I think that was the biggest factor that played a role in conflict that did arise when I first became COO. Yeah, I could see that 100%, especially because you had people who were there before you. Mm-hmm. Um my right rise to COO was a little different in that. Like I was basically his first employee. And so we built it together. So every person who was brought on was pretty much brought on by me. And I taught them how to do their job because it was like, I'm doing your job right now. I'm going to teach it to you. And yours is a little different because coming in later. And so definitely dealing with any feelings about nepotism or do you deserve this or not, right? That is a hundred percent real. And people really do uh, take that, not very lightly. Like they can be quite aggressive about it and feel um, very much entitled. Like I was here first and maybe even that they deserved it, Um, which we all know they didn't and you're (laughs) in the right position, but it's very like challenging and can be scary and make you start to doubt yourself when other people around you are saying like, do you even deserve this? You know? 
So that sucks, but I'm glad that you're working through it. (laughs) Okay. um, What is one thing you have a hard time accepting or dealing with? So I would say one of the hardest things for me is change. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up, I mean, we grew up in a private school. So my mom was always with me. She worked in the cafeteria. So I knew my, I was with my mom 24-7. So if I ever did have an issue come up, my mom was right there to help me (laughs) through it, um, through change. And then- then I did, I feel like I did make a transition. I went to a private Christian school and then I went to a Catholic college. Oh. So it was kind of different for me. Yeah. I, it's not that I believed in their religion. It was just that's the, the college to, I wanted yeah. to go to. Um, so that was one, that was probably one of the first changes I've had to go through is just like my beliefs and having to stand in what I did believe. But then I went to nursing. That was obviously different. In college, I was taught something completely different than what I went into. Mm. I didn't know what COVID was when I went into it. Yeah. I graduated March, 2020. COVID happened March, 2020. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. and I started working as a nurse May. So yes, I had no idea. My NCLEX didn't have any questions on COVID. Yeah. I, I knew settings on a ventilator. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> like, wow. uh, yeah. So it was very different. I had to accept that change very fast. When you're working with patients in a hospital, change happens 24 seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you don't have time to adjust. So I feel like yeah. I never was able to like accept the change. Yeah. Um, which led to me burning out very quickly. Yeah. Um, I will mention when I graduated nursing school, I got married the same month. Actually, yeah. I got married the same month I graduated. You really like to put yeah. all your life events <laughs> yes. at the same time. <laughs> yes. I, w- I didn't want to get married till after I graduated college because okay, okay. I, I very was focused, very much focused in college. So I graduated, took my NCLEX, started a job and got married all in one month. Okay. Um, then I, yeah, I, I got burnt out. Like I said, I took on way too much and then I had a baby two years later yeah. after getting married. And that was the biggest change I've ever been through. Yeah. Um, not that I don't love my son more. I love him more than anything, but postpartum depression, anxiety, that is something I did not know how to accept. And I didn't even, like, I knew it was something I knew it was real. I just didn't know how you go through it. Mm. Yeah. And nobody can prepare you. I mean, you could take as much classes as you want. You don't know. Um, so that was the biggest change I've ever had to go through. I was depressed, anxious. I did not want to get out of bed. I did get out of bed, but I did not want to get out of bed. And about two months ago, that was my breaking point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I had a Zoom with my parents because they're always traveling. I said, I don't think I'm the right person for this job. I think I'm going to quit. Like, mm-hmm. I need, I want to work. I love this job. I think I'll go crazy if I don't work. But I can't handle the stress of having a baby, all the anxiety I have, all the depression. Um I'm not saying that I shouldn't have gone to therapy. I probably should have, but I didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest change I've ever go through. So to say that I can deal with change properly now, I would not say I can. I, but I'm learning. Yeah, how, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I'm learning how to delegate. I'm yeah. very good at delegating in business, but delegating in my home life, that's, I don't want anybody to watch my son. Okay. So okay. I am. Um, but not you just that, got a yeah. nanny. <laughs> yes, I did. And it's my mother-in-law, so okay. I trust her. Okay. <laughs> uh, if it was someone else, I'd have cameras all over my whole house. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I did. I'm learning how to let go. She also does my laundry and does my dishes and cleans my house. Can I get one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yes, I'm learning how to delegate so I'm able to be the mom who I need to be, yeah. the COO I need to be. Yeah. Um, I felt like a failure as a mom, a failure yeah. as a COO, a failure as a wife, as a housekeeper. Like I felt like a failure in everything. Mm-hmm. Again, that's probably hormones and depression and anxiety talking to me, not how I was actually doing because my husband very much did not let me <laughs> feel that way. He did tell me I was doing an amazing job. Yeah. And so did my parents. But you, people can tell you how you feel all day long, but yeah. you have to personally believe that in yourself. 
Um, so to say I can still deal with change, I don't, but I learn, I am learning how, and that is probably one of the hardest things for me is change. And yeah. are there any tips that you feel like dealing with, you know, having a baby and going through that, that you would want other young bosses to know, because that's like a very real thing. And we were chatting before we began just that a lot of times, you know, some of our listeners who run their own businesses, they might not have an official maternity leave. They might not have an official, like, this is when you come back or when you're allowed to take off and they're kind of possibly working through a lot of it. Um, and so how, any, any tips for them to deal with that? Yeah. I would just say, realize that you can let go. You don't have to do everything. Um, how I grew up is the wife does the cleaning, the cooking, the raising the kids. That's, that's not how it is anymore, but that's how I was taught. Mm. Um, and my grandmother grew up the same way as a very hardworking woman. She had five kids. My mother, she was always clean and cooking. Not that my dad didn't help, but that's just how, what I've seen in my family. Right. So I thought I had to do everything. I thought my mom and my grandmother both worked. So I don't know how they did it, but they did. Super woman. Yes. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I would say learn that it's okay to ask for help um, because it took me seven months or eight months to ask for help. And I was struggling. That's the worst I've ever struggled before Mm -hmm. after I had Asher. Um, But it's a different type of struggle. I still like, I still wanted to keep fighting because I had him to fight for. Um, but yeah, my tip is learn that it's okay to ask for help. And if you need to go to therapy, talk to a therapist, like that's what they're there for. Um, don't do what I did and not talk to anyone, (laughs) but yeah. Isolating is not the way to go. No. (laughs) And I'm happy that you said you relied on Derek, your husband to be like, Hey, like, you know, even though you're saying I didn't hear it the way I needed to hear it, but him telling you like, Hey, you are doing a good job yeah. and your parents telling you that and everybody telling you that has to give you a little boost of confidence yes. on those rough days. So yes. leaning into the support around you, I'm sure, um, it's gotta be internal, but of yeah. course some external can help hopefully yes, spark that a little sure bit. Does. Is there some ways that you're working right now to help, you know, uh, adapt with change? Cause I do feel like for many of our young bosses listening, change is just constant in business, especially when you're getting started. You, Like you said, like it, even in nursing, it's like you've got to be that 24-7 change. And I feel like when you're growing a business, it is like that. It's yeah. just a lot of change. It's a lot of fluctuation. There's a lot of fear involved. Um, anything that you're like, this is what I'm focused on right now to help myself cope with change that maybe would help our listeners. Yeah, so I... I- I've never been a person to set boundaries, but having a kid, you have to learn how to set boundaries. Yeah. Um, for me, I if someone, like I said before, if someone texts me on a Saturday, I will text you, Zach. Um, please don't text me on a Saturday. Email me. I'll okay, email you are you the back. guy now. Yes. Yes, I am the 95-year-old man. No. Um, no, I, I will tell you, like, I do, I have to set boundaries for myself. I... When I'm with Asher, yeah. I'm not going to be on my phone. Asher's yeah. my son. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to call and talk to you about work like just let me have my time um I, that has learned and then when I am working I am 100% focused he has his nanny I trust her and I'm 100% focused on work so please come to me during that time yeah but yes I like I said for me to accept change I have learned to set boundaries for myself um so I can mentally deal with the change and also take time for myself and my family yeah that's so important because I no, obviously so many people work from home. I work from home and I think about that like all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I have a kid, what am I supposed to do with them at home? And then I'm there. And are you tempted to go out and be like, I just want to be with them? Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> my 
we just opened up something called Sharper Studios yeah. right near, it's like 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. I have been going there to work some Okay, days. you have to yes. get out a little yes. bit. Yes, so, or I'll go to a coffee shop if I don't have any calls. I'll, okay. Yes, I do I do have to get out. I can't sit at my house. You'll be too work. tempted. No, no. Yeah, for sure. Like, and if, maybe he's screaming. Yeah, <laughs> he's screaming. And I do have a smaller, like our first home, a smaller type home. Yeah. And I can hear every single thing that's going on. So for me, I, I do have to get out of the house. And because yeah. there is times when I am home, I'm like, I'll, t- I'll put him down for a nap. Like, yeah. but I need to let her do it. I need yeah. to be focused on my work. And his mom completely understands. And she's, yeah, it's been very nice. But. Okay, that's good. That's good. Do you think when he grows up, you're going to encourage him to come work with you guys? So I'll always encourage him to do whatever he wants to do. Okay. <laughs> if he wants to be a nurse, I might say it's hard. Um, <laughs> but if he wants to be a nurse or a doctor, go for it. You do what you want to do. I will support him. Obviously, I'll give him advice along the way if he asks for it. But yes, I would love to work side by side with my son and hand off to whatever my dad has handed off to me. Yeah. So I would hope that he would see the good in working from home and working together as a family and not just see the bad because there is some bad that goes yeah. into it. But I would hope he would see the good and want to work with me. But never will I force him. Like, obviously, you can't force an adult. But yeah. never would I say you have to do this or you're disappointing me if you don't. Like, yeah. he will always have the ability to choose whether or not he wants to or not. And I would just hope that he would want to. Yeah. When you can work in a family business well together, it is like the biggest blessing because you do get to respect and love your family members in a different way than you ever did if you didn't work with them. You just see them in a new light and you're like, wow, I really appreciate that you did this or you're awesome at this. And, you know, if you don't ever work with your family members, which I totally understand, not everyone can, (laughs) right? We're blessed that we have awesome siblings and awesome parents, but um, it's really like cool just to see them in a different light and grow in like respect for them. I feel like, like I respect my siblings so much, um, you know, after working with them and I don't know if I would have had that. I still would have probably been very like playful and jovial Mm -hmm. with them if I hadn't developed that other side of our relationship. So I would assume that when it's your kid, right. And then you're looking at them like, Oh my gosh, my little boy's all grown up. I hope he works with me. Right. But if he doesn't, as you're not disappointed, you're like, that's okay, but we're always here. And if you want to carry this on and, and I love that you're saying like, if he sees it, he's going to basically look at it and be like, this is awesome. (laughs) I would say, I mean, I could not be anywhere. I could not be where I am today without my parents. Yeah. So I would hope he would feel the same. And I feel a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of support from my family. Yeah. So I would hope he would feel the same. Like I'm going to support you whenever you do. And like, if you ever want to come back to me and you want to work with me, like let's do it. Like we're happy. Like we're going to, we're going to have a great time doing it too. So yeah, no, I would just hope he would feel the same as I do about my parents. Yeah. Well, I feel the same about your parents. I would not be (laughs) where I am today without her parents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is true. If you are actually a business um, owner and you have a small business, seriously check out Sharper Business Solutions because truly you guys helped 10X our business. We went from probably four or five employees when we met you guys to over 50 employees. We went from one company to eight companies, literally from a $2 million company to an $8 million company. Like they are legit. They're the real deal. So this is my personal plug. She didn't ask me for this, but I am obsessed with her and her family. Um, and definitely if you're looking for help and support in that, check them out because they are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the young boss podcast with me, Isabel Garino.
Be sure to like, share, and follow on Instagram and TikTok and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a comment if you have kids and how it has affected you in business. Don't forget, youth is your power.